0: Satnam, Satnam, beautiful, beautiful sovereign woman. I'm not sure if you knew, but we have a really powerful, potent lunar eclipse happening tomorrow, five in the morning Eastern Standard Time. That will be coming in in the sign of Taurus. That is going to be all about releasing and facing your shame, and learning how to step into your total sovereign power of worthiness. Satnam and welcome everyone. Today's episode of the Sovereign Woman Movement podcast, we're going to be diving deep into the how do we release shame and how do we step into worthiness during this eclipse as well as understand a little bit more about why this eclipse happening on election day here in the United States of America is so important and why you can use this energy to transcend limiting beliefs. To heal and to ultimately allow yourself to receive the glorious miracles that God is trying to deliver to you in your life. So, Satnam, and welcome everybody. Happy, happy Moon Day. So, let me know in the comments here if you're watching live on Facebook or on Instagram. Let me know how you're feeling. Are you sensing these energies of the eclipse? You know, you and I are made up of mostly water. So we absolutely uh can feel very overwhelmed, very anxious, uh feeling a little bit maybe even ungrounded when it comes to actually eclipses because they impact us just as much as they would impact the tides of the ocean, just the way they impact animals, you know our our animal friends definitely can feel what is happening and a lot of them freak out. So it's important to really, really have a lot of compassion for them as well and to uh, harness the energy around us in a way that is productive and that is not destructive. Because sadly, most people go crazy. They go mad during eclipses. And tomorrow we have an election day here in the United States of America. And this is the first time like in hundreds of years, like the first time ever, that an eclipse literally falls on an election day. Like that just doesn't happen. And now that it's happening, I can tell you that you can expect some pretty chaotic things. This is not fear mongering. This is not something that you should be afraid of. But just know that eclipse energy is very, very disruptive. It can change your destiny very quickly. Things can be... Uh, coming out of the shadows that you didn't expect, which is why our ancient ancestors were very much dedicated to making sure that they were grounded, that they practiced ritual, that they basically allowed themselves to use this time, use this energy as a portal, as a portal for practicing specific meditations, for going within to really dive deeper into what the lessons are and what is really being shown to us. So today, I really just want to spend a lot of time on focusing on how we can understand what the eclipse is all about, but also how do we actually learn to release the shame that does come up during these portals? Because this is an opportunity. I mean, you feeling uncomfortable, although it may seem like you're being punished, or you may feel like life is not fair. The truth is, is that when we face our shadows, when we face our demons, when we face these fears that forever have been burbling in our subconscious mind, we learn to finally alchemize them. We learn to transcend them. We learn to move them into higher frequency energy instead of allowing them to control our lives. And then that's what this eclipse is really all about. It's an opportunity. Tomorrow, being November 8th, also in the election day, you know, there's a lot of energy and a lot of uh, emotions that are going to be really filling the collective consciousness. And you've probably already been feeling that energy. I mean, the eclipse energy, you can feel it a week before really potently. And a week afterwards, you're still definitely sensing and moving through all of these different emotions. Right. And so this particular eclipse being in the sign of Taurus Is bringing up a lot of the shame and self worth in us because of the different things that are happening around the eclipse. So we look at the eclipse and we look at what signs and planets are being impacted by it. This one in Taurus also is really connected to our beautiful friend that is all about self worth and beauty, which is Venus. Venus is the planet of relationships, so the relationship you have with yourself of your value system, of your self-worth. And right now it is sitting across from the sun and from Scorpio. And it is not, it does not, she hates sitting across from Scorpio. And Scorpio is all about death and transformation and rebirth. And because of that, Venus, which is our inner worthiness, our inner uh, awareness of our truth of who we really are, that is being completely transformed. She's going through a metamorphosis, like literally all everything about her, the divine feminine energy in all of us is being destroyed. And what is being replaced with is truly this rising of the Phoenix, this way that Venus has managed to put herself back together from all of the destruction, from all the things that are changing, which is why our value systems are changing. Which is why what we what we actually want and desire and who we want to share our lives with is completely changing. And many things are being destroyed. You know, people, relationships, jobs, experiences, and that is nothing to be afraid of. That is something to learn to grieve, obviously, because you are a human being with emotions. But also to learn how to detach and how to uh, trust a higher power that. Through the destruction is also bringing incredible opportunities for growth, for transformation, and for stepping into your worthiness, for stepping into your truth and and having a clear, concise vision of what those values look like for you without feeling apologetic about expecting that from the world and from others. But you see, you can't tell people how to treat you. You can only show them how to treat you by how you treat yourself. That's very, very important. And so if this eclipse season is making you, or this eclipse is making you feel uncomfortable, where you're having arguments with someone, where you're not feeling worthy, where you're feeling the shame come out of the body from the subconscious mind, because that's what eclipses do. The eclipses actually impact the left side of the brain, the masculine side, where that is the unconscious that then is being revealed into the conscious and that makes us really uncomfortable because just as much as we want to blame everyone outside of us for why we don't feel worthy why we feel sad why we feel angry the truth is is that this eclipse is saying bring that energy back within and look within to see what inside of me what what shadow what demon am i not accepting that now I'm projecting And that is what is shadow work. That is the work of meditation. That is why people don't meditate. It's not that they don't have time. It's that they're very afraid to face these aspects of themselves that truly is not a punishment, but an opportunity, a gateway. That's what this eclipse does. It's a portal of energy that opens up so that these shadows can come out of the left brain from the left brain to the right brain so that we can process them and acknowledge them. Instead of deny them, reject them, and pretend that they're not there. And so the shadow work, the meditation work becomes instrumental in not repeating the same karmic lessons that we've been repeating for a very long time. And this eclipse particularly can, be, can feel very, very shocking as well. Because not only do you have Venus going through this rebirth of our value system, of what she's worth and her knowing her worth. But we're also moving through like this transition of the final Uranus-Saturn square. This is a lesson, a life lesson you've been learning, especially for the last 18 months. And you can go back to like May of 2020, of this year, 2022. And you can think about what were the themes that I was moving through during that portal of eclipse season? Because I can tell you that it is the same theme. It might show up in a different person, It might show up in a different experience, but the lesson or the message that a divine is trying to get to you is the same. So it's very, very important for us to slow down. Eclipse. This eclipse energy especially is not about taking action. Can you manifest during an eclipse? I think, I believe wholeheartedly you can. Many astrologers will tell you not to manifest during an eclipse because the energy is so sporadic. It's so crazy that it's not settled yet. I believe that you can absolutely write an entire letter of all of the things that are not working for you, that are not at all in your level of worthiness of who you are today, especially of all the destruction and deaths you've been through just this year. And when you write that down and you get clear of the things that you don't want, you burn that letter. I was giving them, I was giving the women in my community this morning this recommendation to help them release themselves from these attachments, right? So write down all those things that are totally fogging you down. In what areas of your life are you not feeling worthy? In what areas of your life are you still carrying shame that you haven't processed, that you haven't sat with long enough, like the Buddha, to realize what an illusion it is? Write it all down. Get it all down on paper and then burn that letter. Let it go into the ethers, into the spiritual world, and then take some time in meditation to get clear about your truth, about your satnam, about your worthiness, about where you're going in this world and where you're being called to to share your energy to. So not necessarily to be used to manifest or to take a lot of action. This is more of a time to surrender, to become as still as possible so that you can hear the messages from the divine, from God. Because you always have two voices that are speaking to you. It's either the voice of fear or the voice of love. And for those that do the inner work of meditation, they do that work so that they could train their mind so they could learn to listen to the only voice that is true, which is the voice of God, the voice of truth, the voice of love. And when we learn to train the mind and heal the mind, we learn to also make better decisions in our lives. We learn not to take things personal and we become so self-aware That we can be incredibly successful in all areas of our life. I'm talking business, personal relationships, because being self aware is the highest attribute a human being could have, the highest attribute. And yet, we're also afraid of other self awareness. It's easier for us to get into victim mentality, to get into this pointing of the fingers and to blame other people, to blame the world, to blame the government to blame the matrix, call it what you will, for all of the things that we're experiencing as human beings. And this eclipse is just not going to let you do that. And that's why shame, shocking truths being revealed. And that's why worthiness is coming up over and over again. And so I want to talk a lot about that today because shame and self-worth is one of the things that we work on inside of my academy, The Sovereign Woman academy which is a group coaching program for women that are disrupting ancestral karmic cycles in their lineage and shame literally is one of the modules we have eight different modules in the academy that the women go through with my support and my mentorship and my coaching and community coaching as well and each of them work through the emotional states of consciousness that you and I go through which are the language of our ancestors that many times put us on these karmic patterns and these loops of repeating the same experiences over and over again, whether that's in your business or in your relationships or whatever that looks like. And one of those modules, actually it's the last module that we work on, we specifically focus on self-worth. And that is crucial in a time and space where women especially are being asked to step into their power. You know, one of the things that could definitely overwhelm you is the fact that there are so many people that are appearing to be suffering. When I was in Mexico, I just came back from this life-changing trip to Mexico where I was able to celebrate Dia de los Muertos, the Day of the Dead with my family. So together as a tribe we literally faced the biggest fear of the human race or species that I would say, which is this existential crisis that we all have for death because none of us were really taught to honor, respect, or celebrate death. We were, especially in the West and modern society, we were told to be afraid of it and to not talk about it and to basically live afraid, which ultimately takes away your livelihood and the ability to truly leave a legacy in this realm. So it was very life-changing where we were able to sit with these things that we never had expressed before. But one of the things that was overwhelming was, for example, one of the days there was a beautiful woman who was dressed as a Katrina. A Katrina has nothing to do with Halloween, by the way. Like let's make that clear. I think I said that last week. But El Dia de los Muertos or the Day of the Dead has nothing to do with Halloween. This is a celebration that our ancient ancestors celebrated hundreds and thousands of years ago. And it was a way of releasing themselves from the illusion of death which is what our brother Jesus Christ said as well. Uh, your energy can never be destroyed. We're still talking about Jesus Christ today, but and also in a way where they were able to still fully connect with those ancestors that had departed, where they have a relationship with their ancestors every single day. And one of the days there was a beautiful Katrina dressed um, fully, but she was carrying a sign. And the sign said, this is for... And remembrance for all of the women that are murdered every single day. And this is not just in Mexico. In the United States of America, we have, I don't know the exact number, but we have a very high number of especially indigenous women that go missing and are murdered every single day. Mexico, what they were talking about. And let me tell you, and let me preface this by telling you that never once when I was in Mexico, did I feel unsafe. I felt the same as I would feel in the United States of America, the same I felt in Greece, the same I felt in Spain, in Paris. I've been to all of these different parts of the world, Thailand. The energy was the same because it's not the environment, it's you. So you're the energy that impacts the environment wherever you go. So all of those fear-mongering stories about how dangerous Mexico is and all this stuff is a bunch of bullshit. Okay. number one, if you're a tourist, if you don't live in a country, you're not going to go out there acting like a fool, getting attention, being rude. Right. You just you just blend in with the culture, whether you're their skin color or not. So, of course, you have to be conscious, right? Like Go to places where tourists hang out and stuff like that. I mean, come on. Right. But one of the things that was really, really heart opening when I was there was this beautiful Katrina who was sharing the stats of the fact that 25 women are killed every single day in Mexico. And that to me was very overwhelming, right? Because here I am like thinking there's a lot of change happening. There's a lot of transformation happening, especially with women. And yet the reality or the truth of this reality, this illusion of reality is that women are still dying and 25 of them is too many women to die, right? So I went through this process of complete overwhelmment, right? And I think that's as a collective consciousness, we all are moving through this. It's like, this is the age of information where all the information is upon us and we are freaking the fuck out because there's too much information. And especially because the information that's portrayed to us mostly is negative, mostly is of the dark, you know, like mainstream media doesn't tell you about all the miraculous Cures that are coming down the pipeline for things like cancer, mental health, like depression, anxiety, all of these different ways of our ancestors, like using plant medicine, using meditation, kundalini yoga to heal and crown yourself. Like, of course, mainstream media is not talking about that mainstream media is only going to show you all the darkness because that gives you a cortisol kick in your body, a stress hormone that is released which makes you addicted. This is why you keep coming back to watching the news or why you keep coming back to watching social media to look at the disparity and the pain and all this stuff that the human race is going through. But I really appreciate it, being able to look at that fact or that truth in Mexico with a neutral mind. Because being in a neutral mind, and this is where my daily meditation, this is where my daily sadhana comes in. A yogi is not one that can bend their bodies in crazy ways, although that happens second when you control the mind. But when you control the mind, you are able to live in neutrality. And that doesn't mean you're numb and you deny what's going around you. That means you're emotionally intelligent. And that instead of using your emotions of feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, that you get that energy and then you use it for power to create an academy like the one I created to open the doors for more women to do this deep, innate healing work. And so as I looked at that, I looked at the opportunity in front of us as well, especially for women, because it wasn't just that. There were so many signs. You know, there was another time where I was in Guadalajara a few days, and there was a lady who makes like these delicious, tacos de canasta, I don't know if any of you have, have ever ate tacos de canasta, but they are like a grilled, kind of like, not grilled, they're, they're put, they're these little tacos and corn tortillas, but they're put in, in vapor and vapor, so they make them really soft, and you load them up with like veggies and yummy stuff, the most delicious tacos de canasta I've had in a long time, and right away, she started to talk to me about her daughter, and how her daughter was only 18 years old, But her daughter was going through a severe phase and time in her life where she was having a lot of anxiety. She was having a lot of depression. She even thought something was wrong with her heart because she just felt all these palpitations and she just felt unsafe in her body. So there were a lot of messages while I was in Mexico about the need for this type of work, especially for women and especially for young women. And as I sat with this beautiful mother, I talked to her about meditation, I talked to her about the work that I did. And she was like, I knew I had to talk to you for a reason. And I was telling her how there's so much hope and faith and gave her a couple of recommendations to help her daughter as well. So again, I could have felt completely overwhelmed, completely saddened and struck in complete apathy. Or I could be present for this mother and I could listen to what she's sharing with me. And then I could share with her the things that I did to help me get out of those states of consciousness. So this is a moment in time and space for us to really learn how to be powerful. And we can't do that if we don't first process the shame. If we don't first process the shame so that we can ultimately get into the most important aspect of being a true sovereign woman in the age of Aquarius, which is a woman that can live in her heart once again. Because living in your heart literally means compassion. And when you think about compassion, compassion, the root word of compassion is to be with someone's suffering. Now, you cannot be fully with someone's suffering without you have been in with your own suffering first. And I'll tell you why you can't do that. Number one is because if you haven't been with your suffering and you go with someone else that's suffering, number one, you're going to take on their suffering. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be like, why is life so unfair? Why is God doing this, right? Why? Because you haven't sat with your suffering. You haven't shifted the perception of the pain that you're going through yourself. So now you're going to attach yourself to that person's suffering. And not only are you not going to be able to help them, but you're going to then take that energy and now you're not going to be a productive human being of this world where you can go express and share the light instead of the pain, right? So we have no excuses. One of the things that triggers me the most is when women say, I'm an empath and I take on all this energy and I can't be around people. We were not made to be put in a cave or in a closet. I don't meditate all day in a cave. My real work is not the meditation the two and a half hours that I do every morning. My real work is out here when I'm in community. When I'm working with women, when I'm being a parent to my children, when I'm being a wife, when I'm being a daughter, when I'm going to the grocery store and in line with somebody who needs that shoulder or that person to talk to in space, in equanimity, without judging. But we can't do that if we haven't stopped judging ourselves. So the true essence of compassion is a science. We talk a lot about this in the community, in our communities. It's a science of healing your nervous system through meditation, healing your brain from the traumas, and allowing yourself to have compassion for yourself because you train yourself like a camel every morning on your knees to give grace and thanks to a higher power and to be able to also go within and face those aspects of yourself that you've been told by society by your parents, by your own self, that are something to be ashamed about. Because you see, if we don't have compassion for ourselves, and if we don't learn to fully accept ourselves, because healing has nothing to do with changing anything. Healing has to do with acceptance. You don't need to forgive anyone. You need to have a stable enough nervous system through meditation, a stable, agile brain through meditation, so you can realize there's nothing to forgive and you can move to acceptance quickly which is emotional intelligence and disrupt all of those karmic patterns of where compassion was not served where your ancestors were not given the space and time to be held in that space of compassion and so your biggest flex in the age of Aquarius is learning how to be in your heart And most women, we cannot be in our hearts because of the shame we carry, because of the stories that have been told to us, the stories we tell ourselves. And because we continue to run away from our shadows, from our demons, from these aspects of ourselves that we are simply too embarrassed to even look at, to even address. And because of that, we get stuck on these karmic loops. And so a direct pathway of releasing ourselves from the shame that is holding you back from your worthiness, from manifesting and aligning with the beautiful life is learning how to sit with that pain. Learning how to meditate, which has nothing to do with going in a coma, has nothing to do with not having any thoughts or not having any emotions or not having any feelings. It has to do with discipline. The highest form of self-worth is discipline. And if you don't have discipline in the age of Aquarius to heal your nervous system, to have a daily appointment with God, to heal your brain, you are going to be suffering. And you're going to carry that shame with you, not only in your lifetime, but in many more lifetimes with your lineage, with your offspring and their offspring. So this eclipse is giving you the opportunity to say it stops with me. I'm willing And able, I have the tools to sit with what is coming up, what is being illuminated by this eclipse so that I could learn to create that miracle, which is a shift in perception. But we're also afraid to sit with that shame. We numb it, we run away from it, and we pretend it's not there. And that is exactly what puts us back in these karmic patterns of I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, and I will never, ever be healed. And so this eclipse is all about compassion, about learning how to be with your own pain so that you can ultimately do what Buddha did, which was to solve it and see it as what it is, nothing but an illusion. Now I was practicing these, uh, I don't know if you knew, but on a, a daily basis, I actually give you an intuitive guidance reading inside of my stories. You can actually log on to my stories every single day in the morning time right before I start my sadhana practice at 337 in the morning I pull a card for all of us for guidance and the day that I pulled the guidance card of compassion was a miraculous day because that day was the exact day of also el dia de los muertos and so I pulled the guidance card of compassion and I was having a conversation with my son he is a incredible being my older both of them are incredible beings but my older one is very very connected to community helping indigenous like literally when we went when we go to Mexico like he leaves money aside just so he can give to like indigenous people and things of that nature just because he's really really into supporting uh, especially our culture and we were talking about uh, seeing all this poverty in Mexico and seeing a lot of people in a lot of pain you know like there was a man who was missing a leg and an arm and he was asking for money and things of that nature and he was saying how life is not fair he kept saying life is not fair life is not fair and i was like life is more than fair right if you have a deep connection with god you trust you trust everything right and it's not enabling it literally is like god doesn't punish right god god knows what what's happening a lot of the times we look at like a homeless person And you think, oh, poor homeless person. You don't even know maybe that homeless person is happier than you. Like we don't know, right? And so the only work that we ever have to do is how to shift those perceptions on on what has gone wrong. And so that day was miraculous because as he was saying that, for me, uh, Course in Miracles, the spiritual psychotherapy work that I teach, I've been learning or I've been a student of that work since 2008 and I've been teaching it now for almost four years. And it is the Christ consciousness that is awakening in all of us. And it is such an honor to be able to spread the gospel of love, to be able to spread the gospel of God, of of unconditional love, of self-acceptance, of of forgiveness, of atonement. And it's been such an honor. And the more that I teach it, the more I connect to my brother, Jesus Christ, and to God's guidance. I mean, I'm telling you, being in Mexico is like, I don't know if any of you have read The book or seen the movie The Celestine Prophecies where literally he's just being guided by a higher power and protected and that's how I feel my life is and this trip is like this trip was on steroids with the synchronicities the healers the people I was sharing with uh, my community this morning a little bit of what had happened and it's just I feel like I have to write it down just because there were so many miracles and synchronicities and dreams your dream state is probably very vivid right now I had the most vivid dreams that then would come into reality in the 3d just while I was there we were talking about how things were not fair and that day that morning I decided you know what the card today is compassion so today my only intention I said this in sadhana after I hang, hung out with my ancestors that morning, crying with them, celebrating them, coming back into, into the 3D, especially to party it up that day. And as I said that, I said, you know, I want to really embrace compassion, God. I want to feel what Buddha felt. Because remember, Buddha was born a prince and his parents did not allow him to go outside of the, of the castle. They wanted to protect him from all of the things of the human experience, like illness or poverty or all these different things. They, they, they didn't want him to see any of that. And one day Buddha looked outside the door and he saw a poor man who was really sick. And he wondered, what is that? Like, what, how come I've never felt those feelings, right? And instead of running away from them, like the G that he is, he decided to go right into the suffering. Remember, he meditated under the Bodhi tree for 40 days to fully feel all of the human experience, the suffering, the pain, all of it, right? So as I woke up this morning, that morning, I said to God, we got the compassion card as a guidance. And I said to God, today, I give my day to the Buddha. Today, I allow myself to feel all of the pain of the human experience. Today, I allow you, God, to guide me. And as I said that, one thing that I'm always really accustomed to do is to grab my A Course in Miracles book. This book travels with me everywhere. I actually have two books. This one is the newer version that I had to get because the other one has been with me since 2008 and it has traveled with me all over the world. It has granted me miracles that again, I would need a whole book to write, but it's been with me to Thailand, to Costa Rica, to all of these different places where I've connected with my ancestors in many ways. And as I was sitting there, I opened it up because that's what I always do when I need guidance. I always go into my meditation and I grab my Course in Miracles book and I just open it up to any page and the first page that comes up. And I remember I was asking for guidance on pain. I was asking God to help me work through because that morning I had had such a heart opening meditation with my ancestors where I felt that pain as well and then my son was arguing with me that life was not fair and that why do people have to go in pain so I was like I'm willing to do this show me God show me because I don't want to carry this anymore and it is not fun pain is not necessarily fun and so when I asked that I opened it up and if you're struggling a lot with this eclipse, I highly suggest that you do this as well. And if you need this specific lesson, because of Course in Miracles is filled with lessons. Each lesson, you do a lesson every day. I've done the lessons twice in my lifetime, 365 of them. But when I opened it up, I opened it up to lesson 190. And the title of this lesson, Believe It or Not, I literally almost fell backwards, is I choose the joy of God instead of pain. That's what it opened up to. And I knew right away that my answers would be here. And in summary, what this lesson tells us, and I'm going to be sending this out in my weekly newsletter. So make sure you're signed up for my weekly newsletter. It usually goes out Monday morning, but today I'm still catching up from this week that I will be going out this afternoon. It's called the Weekly Disruptor newsletter so make sure you're signed up for it so you can actually get this lesson this week it's very important if you are struggling with shame if you are struggling with having compassion for someone that you believe has attacked you if you're struggling with fear or any energy blockages during this eclipse this is what you need to do as well as the kundalini meditation i'm going to be sharing with you on wednesday all of that will be in my newsletter so go sign up by clicking in the, new, the link in my bio or going to Veronica Barragan, I am forward slash disruptor. And the lesson, the very first paragraph is all I needed to hear, because what it says is pain is a wrong perspective. When it is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. It is not a fact at all. There is no form it takes, which will not disappear if seen right. What did Buddha do? Buddha sat with the pain in meditation until he got to this point where he knew that when it was experienced, it's a proof that self-deception has occurred. Which means there are no good or bad emotions. If we just learned to sit with that emotion as horrible and as painful as it feels, we would get to the point where we would finally invite God, the Holy Spirit, to show us how it isn't even real. But the truth is, we don't do that. We run away from our pain. We deny it. We pretend it's not there too, which doesn't help us, or we blame others for it we blame others for what we're going through not realizing that that is giving away a power to something that you can't control so ultimately as i read this lesson the entire lesson and i integrated it throughout my day i received a liberation and a release from the shackles of pain and from this fear deep within me of ever ever being left alone or lost by God. Ultimately, when we learn to alchemize and transcend our emotions from the lower frequency of fear, of neglect, of whatever that looks like, when we learn to sit with them and we apply the spiritual psychotherapy as well as the kundalini yoga meditation one that we do inside of the community, you will not only create the miracle of the shift of perception, but you will be able to heal the relationship you have with yourself so that you could become your own best friend and best advocate, knowing that God herself is realizing herself through you and that she has never left you alone, not even in those moments where you thought there was so much pain. So we have to be very courageous this eclipse season. We have to go within and practice the shadow work so that we don't keep bringing these shadows with us into the next cycles of our life. And like I said, on Wednesday at 12 p.m., one day post the eclipse, the energy is still going to be incredibly potent. I'm going to be sharing with you a very powerful meditation that actually heals the heart chakra, that heals your heart, so that you can connect intuitively with what is being shown to you right now. Remember, this is not about taking action right now. It's about listening to guidance. It's about looking at what is happening around you with neutrality, sitting with those emotions, so that you can get to the level of Buddhism, of Buddha, of tapping in to the root of what it is that's really coming up for you. And what's going to support you, like I said, is this meditation to help you open up your heart. Because in the age of Aquarius, it is the meek, like the Bible says, if you all remember, there's a verse of the Bible that says, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. That is a healed mind. Why we don't want to be meek? Because the definition of meek is soft or weak. And we in this society of the age of Pisces were told that if you were soft, if you were weak, or if you were nice and kind, that somebody would abuse you or step all over you. We haven't dealt with our inner child traumas. We haven't dealt with our ancestral karmic patterns. So of course you can't be meek, but the meek are inheriting the earth right now because the meek are emotional intelligent people. The meek are those that are connected to a higher power. If you do not have a relationship with God, you are suffering. You are going through a lot of pain because faith over fear is trust and connection with something bigger than you. That is why those that want power should never have it and will self-destruct. And those that don't want the power, God gives it to them because they're meek. They know their shadows. They know their weaknesses. They're just not projecting them out into the world. And you have so much symbolism of how the meek are taking over the earth right now with the movies Avatar that's coming up right now in december i can't wait i've been waiting for this all my life and if you've seen the previews of avatar you know it's all about heart coherence you know it's about the meek you what is the flood happening in avatar the great apocalypse that's happening right now we're going through that apocalypse but you know what the flood is it's your emotions and if you don't know how to process your emotions you're gonna drown in them absolutely That is the meek. And also this week, we also have another very powerful movie coming out, which is Black Panther. Powerful. Why? The meek have risen in that movie. You have our African-American family who is leading the way. And then you have indigenous tribes. Kukalkan is mentioned in Black Panther. Gives me chills. The meek have risen. Karma is due the colonizers those that kept people suppressed under trauma they're suffering tremendously and i'm i don't feel happy about that i don't feel joyful about anybody suffering but their karma is due all of our karma is due so do you want to keep repeating those karmic patterns or are you going to allow the Christ consciousness to be born within you that's the question and are you building a solid relationship with the higher power, with God, whatever that looks like to you. If you're atheist, the highest version of you when you're in gratitude, whatever that looks like. Because if you're not, you're gonna be filled with shame. You're gonna be filled with no compassion. You're gonna have no compassion, excuse me, and you're going to be suffering. But it's an option. God gives us free will. It's up to us in the age of Aquarius to use these tools like kundalini yoga meditation and of course miracle spiritual psychotherapy to step into our power to step into our worthiness to step into the release of any shame by knowing that life has always been happening for us and yes there are moments where i may have been unconscious and made these choices that perhaps were not for my higher better good but ultimately those choices needed to happen in order for me to be who I am today. And if you're on this healing journey, you're fucking proud of who you are today. If you're a part of my community, you are collecting and harvesting karma, but it's not low frequency karma. It's gifts, it's miracles, it's the healing of your daughters. It's your own personal healing. And that's the way life should be. Ease and flow, baby. That's what sovereignty is all about. We don't participate in the lower frequency. We spread the gospel of love We live, love, we love ourselves unconditionally. And that's not new age jambalaya. That's called, you have a healed nervous system because you meditate and you have a healed brain because you meditate. That's what it is. So do not confuse it with just jambalaya stuff that's just gonna come out of the sky. This requires discipline and it requires you to know your worth in order to stay disciplined. So it's up to you. You get to decide. And so Wednesday, you can join me for the Kundalini Yoga meditation to heal your heart chakra so you can process all of the things that are happening right now and so that you can be compassionate with yourself. So you can sit with that pain and dissolve it and get to the level of Buddha where you realize there is no pain. There is only God. There is only love. And then you can truly build a legacy for yourself, for your lineage and live a life of sovereignty and that's what it's all about so if you're interested in finding out more about this meditation make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel the link is on my bio and now you can find me very easily we have a handle on youtube at veronica barragan just like that at veronica barragan wednesday 11 a.m we're going to be practicing this meditation together if you can't join us of course you can watch the replay and then also remember to subscribe to my newsletter, so that you're able to stay up to breast with all of the things that we're working on every single week within our community. Now, the other thing that I hadn't mentioned for a long time, and I need to mention, the ancestors were incredibly clear about this when I was in Mexico, was we do have a scholarship. And I, I never mentioned it, I don't know why, but it really, when I was uh, working through... Um, a meditation as I was coming back from Mexico on the last day I was integrating everything that was happening I'm still integrating because there's so much that occurred but my ancestors were like make sure you mention that we do have a scholarship for the uh, membership community we have a scholarship available and we also have a scholarship for the Sovereign Women Academy this these scholarships were actually created through the nonprofit organization that my son founded which is the Sovereign Planet Foundation and the purpose of the Sovereign Planet Foundation is to grow uh, the cultural uh, uh, beautification of language, and bring clean water solutions to indigenous tribes of the world, and things of that nature. But one of the things that was done through this nonprofit was that we actually allowed and separated an aspect of it to actually provide scholarships for women like that are not able to pay for the academy, that are not able to pay for the membership community. And as I was meditating, my ancestor said, "Don't forget to mention that on your podcast because you want to make sure that people are not afraid to connect with this work because they feel that they may not have the funds to do it. So if you're interested in finding out more about these scholarships, it's actually really easy. You just go to com forward slash scholarship. I'll put it inside the email this week as well. And you can apply for a scholarship and you can get on this incredible opportunity to finally release these patterns that you've been going through. And only that, you'll have my mentorship as well as a community of goddesses that are truly, truly aligned with this type of work. And so if you're interested, fill out the application. I will connect with you. We will have a conversation to make sure it's a good fit for you. And then we can absolutely have you join us as well. So I just want to make sure I say that before my ancestors wake me up in the middle of the night again, telling me, don't forget to mention the scholarship. (laughs) jen says i am on the struggle bus yes i had to sit with my pain this morning and step running from it like i have all weekend oh sister i feel you and uh kudos to you that you were able to do that this morning interestingly enough that's exactly what we're talking about yes super uncomfortable and sometimes even when we do it it feels like nothing is changing like Wow, now I felt it. Now, what? But understand that that's all it takes. It's that simplicity, it's that simple connection with it, so that you can learn how to perceive or shift the perception about it. So, major kudos to you, Sis. Keep up. I highly welcome you to join us on Wednesday, also at 11 a.m., so we can meditate together and help you bring that healing home because these eclipses really can help us do that. They can help us alchemize, break through some serious energy blockages. And the meditation we're going to be doing on Wednesday is a a really potent one. So thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for doing the inner work for sure. So ladies, I'd like to thank all of you for your continued uh, support, for being part of this incredible community, for being you. This is a time and space where we are not supposed to be afraid. This is a time when we're supposed to feel excited, when we're supposed to see the blessings around us, and if you're feeling stuck by any way or any chance, you know that we're here to help you. So, you know how to get a hold of me if you need any further assistance. And of course, I will see you also on Wednesday for that very powerful meditation. I want to wish you all a blessed and a very sovereign eclipse portal. Tomorrow, like I said, the energy is going to be on hiatus. We have so much happening, not just the eclipse, but also the elections and all these different things. This is a moment where you want to be grounded. Do not numb yourself. Feel what you feel. And if you need to numb yourself and do it, then don't feel guilty about it, right? Go within, start your day with meditation. That's the most important thing. And remember who you truly are. I'll see you all again on Wednesday. Have a blessed rest of your week.